You are listening to Ring Chasing Podcast, podcast by Don Garrett. This podcast is about the pregame and postgame thoughts of Sanford Seminole High School football's quest for a state championship. Tough loss on the road at Venice, 24-17. After this break, we'll talk a little bit about the game. Okay, before I dive into the game, let me just say this podcast's probably going to be controversial to some. It seems like every year I have one or two that are controversial. Usually revolves around the Lake Mary game. This year, it's probably going to be this one. I might lose some listeners, and that's okay. When I created this podcast around uh, four years ago, the biggest thing I said, it's going to be my thoughts. It's not going to be sugar-coated. No matter who it offends, that's fine with me. Uh, If you want to send me anything in Twitter, inbox me with thoughts or anything like that. I'm happy to read them after the podcast. It's fine with me. Give feedback. No. Anything like that, that's fine as well. So with that, like I usually have to do at least once a year, let me just give the disclaimer that uh, these are my thoughts, my thoughts alone. I'm not affiliated with Seminole High School or the football team. So anything you have or if you don't like this, don't go to the school, don't go to the football team. This is all me and uh, feel free to inbox me in Twitter. Before I address the elephant in the room, let me just go through a little bit about the scoring and then I'll jump into all that. So the first score was from Goldie Lawrence out of the bulky. I'd make it uh, seven to nothing. The next score was a Tyrone Williams rush to make it 14 to nothing. Uh, Then uh, the next score was a touchdown from Venice to make it 14 to seven. And then... uh, we got a field goal to make it 17 to 7. And then Venice was able to get a field goal to make it 17 to 10. And that's how it would go into the half. After the half, Venice would score on a 29 yard touchdown pass to tie it up at 17. And then the final score was a 30 yard, 31 yard rushing TD by Venice to make it 24-17, and that's how it would end. Okay, so now let me fully dive in and address the elephant in the room. As I said on this podcast from day one, we're going to talk about not only the football game, but everything around it, uh, any talk about it, what I think about it, and all that. So let me get into this, and like I said, could be controversial for some, but just hear me out. This is my opinion and my opinion alone. Uh, after the game, there was a lot of talk about the calls in the game and the referees, it being one-sided. Now, this is not the first time I've seen this uh, in a Venice-related game. Uh, St. Francis, which is the team that Venice played last game, uh, the number one, I think, in the country right now. After their game, uh, and, it, and let me stress, this is not coming from St. Francis themselves. Right. This is coming from a uh, Twitter account that uh, does high school football around the country out of New Jersey. So take it with a grain of salt, but I'm just adding it to the conversation just because it rounds out everything that I'm going to talk about as well. 
And I tried to reach out to this account and they haven't got back to me in time. I needed to get this podcast out. So I wanted to kind of get all sides of the story and see what was going on. So the only thing I'm going to provide is basically uh, a tweet that is uh, everyone can see. It's it's out there. It's uh, from the account and the account is called Prep Gridiron Logistics and they, they they say they're a promoter of high school football across the country, have about a thousand or over a thousand followers uh, out of New Jersey. So like I said, take this with a grain of salt. Uh, this could be coming from a someone that has biases either way right so uh, I, i'm just adding this to the conversation because it's going to add to what i say a little a little later so since i couldn't reach out to them and just discuss everything that was happening i'll just uh say the tweet uh, and the tweet is uh anyone can see it it's out there you can just go to the that account so basically it says the headline should read sf a handles Venice in its hometown refs 34-17. That was one of the worst officiated games I've seen in the last 30 years. 17 penalties on SFA, one on VHS. Phantom calls all game in an attempt to keep the game close. Total joke. So I made an attempt to try to reach out to them and just get the background on what was going. Because when I saw the Venice uh, uh, St. Francis game, it was after the fact and I wasn't uh, there. So I don't know uh, what went on, So, uh, but I couldn't reach them. So I read that and I just wanted to get that out there. Now, here's my take on this whole uh, refs calls and all that. I've said from day one on this podcast that there's a couple things that I don't criticize. And the referees are one thing that I never criticize. And here's the reason for that. The referees are making little money and they're volunteering. So, and they're human. So referees are going to make mistakes. It's always going to be the home team that people are going to be pointing at for the referees. So my take on, uh, and from a long time ago, my take on any referee, umpire, or anything like that is if you feel a call is what made you lose the game, the game was too close to begin with. And I forget who said that. It was some uh, either in the... Uh, baseball player in the major leagues or something like that or a coach maybe but that's my take on all this uh, referee garbage so the biggest thing that I say for that is tape don't lie if you want to see if there was any mistakes from referees and all that then I'm going to do this later too I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch the game again and I'm going to pause it I'm going to rewind it I'm going to blow it up and I'm going to see for myself what I think about how the calls were now in I'm 50 years old and I've been around football what between coaching and scouting and everything uh for many years and all my years has never been one game that I can point to and say yeah ref's fault this caused the loss uh never so I don't expect this one to be either uh, but what I what I challenge you to do is when you're watching that tape and when you're slowing it down, looking at it and blowing it up or whatever you're going to do when you're going to watch it, keep one thing in mind. Look at where the referee is because the referees don't have 
a chance to for things to be in slow motion. They don't have a chance to blow things up, fast forward them, rewind them. And look at where the referee's standing. Was he able to get a really good view at that call? Maybe he was obstructed by something and he saw it. Uh, so my opinion on there, there's never a game that's going to go on referees. So I don't attribute it, this game to be anything on referees either. And I guarantee you that if you ask Coach Lodge, uh, he's going to be the first one that says uh, ref's call is not going to come into play when he's looking at the tape to see why uh, the game was lost. In football, it's, it comes down to very easy. It's going to be who makes the best adjustments because the game of football is adjustments throughout the game. And uh, second to that, who executes. So if you look at this game, in my opinion, what I found is Venice made the better adjustments during halftime. Now, let me explain that a little uh, on why I say that. So first, let me talk a little bit about the game plan because I know that was another thing of contention for some people that I've seen either in uh, listening in the crowd or on the games is uh, we ran the ball a lot more than we normally do in that game. Now, I said in the pregame too, and I think that the call to do that was spot on. If you look at the the body of work, the three games that Venice has played this year, uh one of the big things that I was seeing in the tape is they gave up a lot of uh, rushing yards and some big, big plays against uh, rushing. Now, uh, if you look at the St. Francis game, like I said in the pregame, uh, St. Francis was able to run 470 yards uh, rushing against them. So obviously, in, in my pregame, I said one of the things that I wouldn't be surprised if we saw uh, – since we do have good running backs, even though people, when people look at us, they think we're more of a passing team. Uh, the running backs we have are good, and uh, they can run ball. So that, according to the game plan of running, I'm all for that. I think that was a great call, and, and it worked in the beginning of the game. We were having chunks and chunks of yards in the beginning of the game rushing. So uh, obviously... The call to do that was a great call on the, on the coach's part, right? And I agree with that fully. And here's where I think the tide turned in this game. And I've said it in the past, uh, the biggest thing that you look at in a football game is adjustments. And in the past, I've said uh, Coach Lodge and, and the coaching staff make excellent adjustments uh, during the half. And there's been a lot of games where we've been behind and those adjustments has, have caused us uh to go ahead. So in football, the biggest thing is which team is going to make the adjust the better adjustments. In this game, I think it was Venice, in my opinion. Uh, we were running all over the place in the first half. Second half, the run wasn't really working that well. Now, do you open it up for passing at that point? Maybe. But like I said, I'm not going to uh, – the decisions on the, on the coaching side, I'm not going to go – uh, and rip those apart for the simple fact that we don't have all the information. So uh, from the stands or from anywhere else, uh, people that on Twitter or anything like that, you, you can't really say anything about the, what's going on because you don't have the headset on. You don't know what's happening at the time. You don't know who's dinged. You don't know who's injured. Uh, so I would never... Uh, say that in the second half we should have opened it up at passing well could we have at that point 
uh, at at that point, Venice's uh, defense, especially that four-star kid, he, he impressed me. Uh, he had pressure in Luke's face uh, most of the second half. We saw in the very final play where there was a sack and a fumble and they recovered. Uh, so if we were to open it up at that point, would we be able to? You don't know. And I, I don't know what was going through coach's head at the time but i uh think that might have been what was the problem with opening up was so venice made some crucial on defense especially venice made some crucial uh adjustments and we were not really getting a lot of yards in the second half so uh and also the big thing that changed once it was tied is uh execution venice got the final rushing touchdown so they were able to execute. They were able to get the 35-yard rush up the middle, and they got into the end zone. So like I said, games, I, I, I never say that a game's going to be on calls. And I think when you start saying stuff like that, not only do you get into maybe the being looked at as petty, but uh, it takes away from what the other team worked on. Uh, this is a championship team. I mean, I'll say it straight up. Uh, when you're looking at Venice, it's, it's they. If you just look at this year, the opponents they've played: IMG, St. Francis Academy. Those are top uh, national teams in the country. Now you don't get to that place. You don't win a state championship, not having the coaching staff that's going to be able to make championship uh, decisions and championship changes in 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 the game. And that's basically what happened. So. Uh, all this crap about referees and calls, uh, that's, I, I, I don't even go by that. So I'll never say that a referee called the play, I had a problem and caused it. That's how we lost the game because uh, not only is it, it's it's making us look petty, it's basically just not not the truth, right? It's a uh, game's going to come down to execution and adjustments. And I think that's where we fell short on this game. Now I haven't talked to coach Lodge or anything like that on the game. And I didn't hear anything he said about the game after, but I can guarantee the, that none of those words about referees came out of his mouth. So uh, I think where all the noise with referees and things like that tend to come from the people that are not in the program or not on the field. Right. And uh, sometimes I do it. I know I'll be the first one to admit. Uh, but uh, I think uh, you got to give Venice props for uh, not only winning state championships, uh, but building their program to where they are. Uh, the their, their head coach does a great job over there. And uh, so in this case, I think what it really came down to is uh, the adjustments that Venice made in the execution. And I think Goldie said it best. Uh, one of the things I like about Goldie, not only on the football field, he's talented, but he's wise beyond his years. So the tweet that Goldie put out, I think, sums it out the best, where he basically said, no excuses, let's get to work. So uh, it's a great tweet from him. I think it sums it up. Uh, can't take anything away from Venice. They got the W. Uh, there's nothing you can change about anything else. So... Uh, uh, but what we got to look at, too, is we got to look at where we've come from, where we've been. So 
just when I've been around here, I, I like I said in the past, I moved to Florida 2000, and that's when I started getting involved with the Seminole uh, in the games and all that, right? So since then, uh, I don't think we'd ever envisioned playing the type of talent that we're playing now, right? So we played Venice, which I'd say in the last five years is probably the second uh, most talented team we've played. Before that, we played uh, Chaminade Madonna. Uh, that came down to the last drive. If we would have got that in the end zone, we would have won the game. Uh, and that was on our last drive, and it, we just didn't uh, execute. So like I said, games come down to execution, and the what was the adjustments that are made now uh we've i don't think we've ever envisioned that we'd be playing against national teams or teams that played national teams but here we are so there's a responsibility from our side to when we get the loss not to uh look for excuses we just lost we got the loss we move on so to sum it up i think uh what it came down to, in my opinion, and like I said, this is only my opinion. People will have all other opinions. Is we were ahead, we built up a lead, fourteen nothing. Uh, we let Venets creep back in. Uh, we had some. We gave them some short fields, um, the punts that uh, we didn't get the good punts out there. So they got short fields and they scored. They converted both of those into scores. Uh, that's how they caught back up. And then uh, there, when they uh, had the adjustments after halftime, they kind of their D kind of stepped up, and uh, we weren't able to get a lot of yards, and they were able to get the crucial last score, uh, which was the thirty-five. So, in my opinion, that's uh, the reason for the loss. It has nothing to do with referees or any of the other stuff. So uh, that's what I have for my evaluation of this game. So I wanted to reach out to Venice's coach just so I can get uh, what's interesting to me is when we start when we play these teams that haven't never seen us and all that they're uh, what they think of as the program itself the team itself and all that so I wanted to reach out to uh, Venice's coach John Peacock and just uh, see if he could give me a statement on what he thought about the game and all that and I appreciate him going out of his way to write one for me and send it to me and I appreciate that and I'm just going to read it to everyone uh, because he said it was okay for me to read it and uh, I think it's a pretty I think it's pretty good from a from a program perspective and then I'll talk a little bit also about what I think about some of the negatives in it and uh uh so let me read that right now so I reached out to Venice's coach, uh, John Peacock, uh, just to get uh, when, what I like to do is I like to see what uh, teams feel after we play them, especially a team that never sees us. So I just asked him for basically just a statement if he could give me on what he thought of the game, the atmosphere, things like that. And I got to say, it's a pretty good statement. Uh, there's the negatives that are, that are in it I'll talk about, and I'll uh, explain why I think that is and things like that. But uh, it's a good statement, so I, I want to thank uh, Coach Peacock for uh, sending me that statement. He didn't have to do that, and I appreciate it. 
So he first uh, he sent it to me, and he knew it was gonna be read on the on my podcast. So uh, thank him for that. Uh, basically, he said Seminole is a great football team. Really impressed with the way they played and effort they played with. They are definitely a state championship caliber team, and would be my personal pick to win the 4M division. I am also shocked at the way they began the game taunting our players and the way they handled the loss after the game. Not impressed with that at all, but everything between the start and the finish was top-notch. So again, I want to thank Coach Peacock for sending that to me. He didn't have to do it. Now, just to address some of the things that on the negative side uh, with the taunting and the, the, the sign... Uh, so basically, I think from a uh, perspective of when we play Seminole County teams and Orange County teams, is basically we know already that there's going to be the back and forth, the trash talking back and forth. Uh, we have a sign every game. Each one is different uh, again f- for the other team, and it's usually tailored towards that team. And I think we just get used to the other team doing it back to us. So it's kind of uh, Seminole County football and some Orange County teams have it too. So that's the way uh, we play. So from that standpoint, I can understand if a team that we haven't played really hasn't seen that before. And uh, we've done it with a lot of teams and the teams have done it to us. I remember uh, when we played Northwestern in the first state championship in 2008, uh, there was times a hundred of that coming back from both us and from uh, Northwestern's fans and Northwestern's players with Teddy Bridgewater hyping before the game. Uh, So that, uh, I think that we sometimes, we sometimes don't realize that that's, that's just part of Seminole County football, Orange County football, Orlando area football, that uh, from some other teams' perspectives, if they haven't seen that before, that uh, might catch them off guard. So I understand that from that standpoint, right? So you got to realize that uh, not all teams, and, and, I, and like I said, I don't know how, what teams do up in Venice's area, but I know Venice is a championship team, and uh, they're all business, all work, and all that, and I don't know if there's any of the uh, swag, swagger that uh, I, I can attribute it to Miami Hurricanes as an example. A lot of coming up, when I was coming up, when I was growing up, uh, there was a big thing when Miami Hurricanes would do everything that they would do. Uh, there was rules sent against them and stuff like that. So I kind of put it in that category. Yeah, but uh, like I said, I see it from his side too because uh, then if they're if they don't see teams do that, if that's not a part of what uh, teams do every game, uh, it's gonna come as a shock. So I understand that. So, uh, uh, but. With that said, uh, in Seminole County, once the game is over, it's all respect, right? So we back and forth trash talk goes on all the time. And once the game's done, uh, there's much respect for those teams. And like I said, I think our team, I can't speak for anyone else except for me, but I think uh, uh, Venice has a program. I think we have a lot of respect to them. We wanted to get to where they are now, and I think uh, we're starting to... We're, we're there playing the 
teams from uh, nationally and uh, ranked and things like that. So uh, from my standpoint, I have a lot of respect for what Coach Peacock's built uh, and the other coaches. So uh, that's how I feel anyway. I'm not speaking for, like I said, I'm not speaking for uh, the football team or the school itself. I can only speak for what I see. And uh, when I, since 2000, that I've been in, close to the games and stuff like that in uh, four years of doing this podcast. So I think that's kind of where uh, that, if you don't see the, uh, the the trash talk back and forth like uh, we usually have at all of our games between uh, fans and players and things like that, it can kind of catch you off guard. And I think that I can attribute a lot of that to this. As far as the behavior after the loss, I think a a lot of that has to do with Twitter and uh, it's not coming from the actual program and uh, the coaches and stuff like that. It's more fans. I mean, I I admit a lot of times on Twitter, uh, not being affiliated with the program, there's a lot of things, trash talking and stuff like that, that I see going around and sometimes I contribute to it and things like that, but... uh, uh, from the program, I don't think there's a lot of that uh, out there. Uh, I know a lot of the talk on Twitter about the refs and after the game's loss and things like that were not coming from anyone in the program. So uh, I just hope he realizes that, that it's more uh, the fan base and things like that, not necessarily the program. And I laid it out in this podcast, the feeling that I think uh, when you start to bring the refs into it and make excuses, as Goldie said straight up, that uh, no excuses, uh, we just move on to the next game. So that's a big thing. I think we also got to realize that the perception of after you lose a game uh, is big uh, with the big programs once you start playing the national competitions, right? So... Uh, That's a big thing. But uh, I got a lot of respect for Venice. I know uh, the Seminole High School has a lot of respect for Venice, uh, what they built and where they are right now. And uh, I just hope that that, uh, they don't come out of it with a bad taste in their mouth. And uh, they realize that a lot of that's coming from social media and stuff like that. So before I turn the page on this game, I just wanted to say, I think from a standpoint of our athletes, we did a good job uh, both uh, in the game and there's really no negatives that I'm going to talk about in this game. When you play a good team like Venice, uh, there is uh, things that we're going to have to pick apart for the mistakes we made during the game as far as some of the things that uh, when we couldn't move the ball and things like that but that's for another day so the biggest thing is we played a great team uh, a great uh, one of the biggest teams we've played besides uh, Shamana Madonna so it's good to start playing teams like that and from an overall program perspective you got to look back and you say from where we came in early well at least in 2000 when I first uh, came uh, we've come a long way so that's the biggest thing and the last thing I'll say as far as to close the book on Venice uh, I just want to say congrats to Venice on the win they had a big uh, game Uh, respect the program and uh, I wish them luck Uh, the thing I said in the pregame about Venice is I actually think that they uh, their schedule uh, they're gonna have a 
tougher time in their regular season schedule than they will in some of the games in the playoffs. So you got to look from that perspective that they're a favorite in the Suburban. And it was a shame that the FHSAA uh, wouldn't let them go to the Metro because as they petitioned to be in the Metro because I would have liked to play them again this year because uh, – you only get better by playing the better teams, so uh, it's a, it's a shame that we can't do that. But like I said, that's a that's definitely a metro team that is playing in suburban, and uh, FHSAA might want to look at that because uh, having a good team like Venice in in our would only make the playoffs better. So that's the last thing I'm gonna say about the Venice game, and then we're gonna look forward to this big game coming up. So the next game coming up, and like I said, I'm going to have the pregame show on the pregame podcast on Thursday, most likely. But with the hurricane coming, uh, I don't know if the game will be changed. I know there's some games being changed to Monday instead of uh, the Friday. So we'll see how that goes. If not, uh, I'll have it on Thursday. But it's a big district game against Apopka. This is a game that we can't lose, basically. So if we lose this game, there's no guarantee that we are going to be in the playoffs since Apopka will probably win the district. So this is going to be the biggest game of the year as far as our ability to get it into the playoffs. So it should be a good game. And like I said, I'll have the the pregame on Thursday uh, if... Uh, the game doesn't change till earlier. If it gets changed earlier, then uh, I'll have to see if I can squeeze one in. But regardless, the next big game is against the Popka. So that's all I have for this uh, post-game podcast. And like I said, uh, thanks for listening and share if you can. And like, and also, if you need to inbox me about anything in this podcast, just inbox me. Uh, thanks.